Welcome, everybody. Recording is in progress. We are on episode 11 of the All Elite Murder Theater podcast. We're very, very happy to be here. Ba- happy that we're, we made it to 11. Hopefully, we're entertaining y'all, and uh, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. So, how's it going? How's it going there, Tammy? How are you today? I am fantastic. And you yeah. know what? We're entertaining ourselves, so that's all that matters, right? <laughs> chris how are you sir i'm very good how do you do fellow kids i'm uh yeah i'm (sighs) it's been a long week so uh, am i the only one that thought there wasn't a lot of wrestling on the wrestling shows or (laughs) yeah maybe maybe okay it it kind of it has been feeling that way actually it's kind of really weird lately it has been really weird. There's been a lot of dialogue, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I don't know if what it, that what that means, but I mean, I guess I guess they're gearing up towards revolution, which is okay. But know. listen to this though: okay. the dialogue that of the shit that's really going down isn't brought up at all, though. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the elephant in the room. I, I don't know if we should even talk about it, or if you want to talk about it, it's it's up to you guys. I want to talk a lot about it. Okay, but I mean. It happened. All right. So then, Wait, how about theories? Why don't we go do a roundtable of what your theory is without going too far into it? All right. You start, Tammy. Okay. I, I, I still am under the theory that it's a work. So, if anybody is listening, I mean, if anybody wants to know what we're talking about, it's obviously the elephant in the room, which is Cody Rhodes <laughs> not re signing and Brandy Rhodes being gone. Tammy thinks it's a work. What do you think, Chris? I, uh, if there weren't so many people reporting about where he's been and what's been going on, like travel wise for him, I wouldn't really, I, it, yeah, I'd say, yeah, it might be work, but because there's so many people talking about what he actually is doing and for the fact that they've brought WWE into this thing so many times and nobody from the, like, they haven't put out a statement saying any, any of it's false. And that's, that's usually something that they would jump in and be like, oh, no, that's not happening. We're not doing that because they don't want to give people press unless it's on them. That's why they really don't talk about AEW at all. Um, I don't like it. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say I appreciate everything that Cody and Brandy did for the company and for the branding and for all of that stuff. I think it's a terrible move to leave. I think it's a terrible move if they are going back somewhere else. And if Brandy's not doing anything there, I don't know what she's doing, but whatever. But I really, I don't want to talk about Cody Rhodes anymore because you guys know I'm a big Cody Rhodes fan. I don't know what this is. It's kind of annoying, if anything. So yeah, I think I think it sucks, and I don't I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he's coming back either. It's it comes to rather a surprise since they were trying to build up Brandy, and then they had that Paige Van Zant interlude going on and then all of a sudden so something went bad i mean people despised that program and that wasn't good and they've had the fans have turned on them both in the last six months so that's not good for them either so i can understand how it would negotiate weird and then when the page van zant thing happened maybe that was the end for brandy because it was like everybody was pissed nobody had a good thing to say about that segment or the idea of the any of it um yeah i think it's i think this it feels legit to me yeah go ahead tammy i have another theory i just came up with to add on to my first theory okay 
uh, Tony Khan's supposed to make some uh, important announcement about another big project. I don't know if anybody heard these rumors. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Theory. He's buying uh, Ring of Honor and Cody and Brandy are going to go run that. I'm just, it's just another theory I wanted to add on real quick. That's not a bad theory. I mean, wait, Chris is taken back. What's your thoughts, buddy? Your head blown on this one? Or, I mean, that's not a bad theory. Look, that would actually be really cool. But <laughs> I feel like that's so far out of the realm of reality. Man, that would be rad, though. Uh, yeah, but I think, I think I'm not going to... I think I'm going to have a bad taste in my mouth about Cody after this, moving forward, no matter what the outcome is. Okay. Yeah, I just think it's kind of lame. I mean, if it's all obviously true and he does sign with the with the other organization i mean that's just kind of dirty pool to me but i mean i guess you got to do what you got to do but in the same sense it's like whoa man you kind of started all of this because wwe slapped you in the face and really kind of made you look like a fool and now and his brother and and his his father right and then so now you're going back to something that really kind of screwed you over in a way and and then you created this awesome thing and now you're just gonna let it go over some negotiation and like really i mean you're on the go big show you're making money here left and right is it money i mean it can't be money you know i I just i just don't know but the thing is we don't know right now so we shouldn't go too far deep into it and right now we can still dream a little dream that's true that's true so we so I mean, the out the outlying stuff there was there was also reports of him and Tony not getting along. Tony taking over the booking. Cody didn't like that very much. He didn't he didn't really like the direction that the Bucks and Omega wanted to take everything that was happening and where it's going to go and all that. They didn't have like a common goal or whatever. And and I think if you're leaving for a reason that's like that, like a lot of people are saying. It makes no sense to go to a place where traditionally anybody with your last name can't get a say in what happens to them. And they basically like they, every time that any of them have been there, they've been like just jokes, essentially all of them. And some of them were good enough to turn it into something else. And some of them are like, you know, they just float there because they know they're getting a paycheck. And normally I would say, okay, you're getting a paycheck. That's great. I understand it. Do it for your family, whatever. You're going for the most money. Cool. I understand. People need money, right? But if it's not about money, and it, it's, it's, it all seems like just a big misunderstanding to me, like they need a mediator or something. Right. Um, because it sounds like there was like stupid emails and shit that everybody's mad about. Like, I don't think any of this sounds like something that isn't fixable. So to have like these, basically everybody saying, yeah, it's confirmed. He's gone. Yeah, there's plans for this. There's plans for that. It's upsetting in the sense that like, you don't feel like it's justified in any kind of way. Yeah. When If it had been somebody else, it probably would have been like, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, you, you want creative, whatever. You're not getting it here. You're not getting what you want. I agree sometimes, with, like there's been a couple that have left so far. And it was mm-hmm. like, okay, I get it. Cool. But somebody like Cody who started this company and all these things and had all this input, it just doesn't make sense. I think it's, I think it's bad for business all the way around. Yeah. And, and I think 
time is going to tell on this one. And so, yeah, you know, we move on. We move on without Cody at this point. And we, you know, you know, we, there's no shortage of talent in AEW and there's no shortage of entertainment in AEW. So I'm not, I, I, I'm not overly concerned. I'm just kind of surprised that the guy that like, like spearheaded this all decides he's going to bail on what, what he worked hard to do. So I guess we're just going to have to like, leave it at that, put a pin in it for now and see where it takes us next week or the week after and kind of go from there, man. So, yeah, you know, so, all right, let's get to, let's get to the dark matches. Um, uh, Tammy, what, what, give me, give me your favorite. What was your favorite match this week in dark, dark elevation? Uh, Hobbs and Seidel. Mm-hmm. And with a, I love that Ruby. I was just looking at my notes. That's why I was yeah. looking off. If anybody even can see me. Um, yeah, I liked, I it was fun. I liked it. I liked both of them together. I thought it, it was an interesting mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, with a good mention, of course, anytime the Dark Order is doing anything, it's always fun. So I really like the Alex Reynolds, Johnny Hungy, you know, with uh, what was his name? Invictus Cash mm-hmm. and Davari. Yep. So that's yep. just honorable mention for that one. And I like that Ruby won this week. Yeah. So. I was going to mention that too. I'm glad Ruby won. Uh, Chris, who, who did you have your best and favorite match on Dark this week? I had the. Uh, trios match on elevation it was okay. uh nyla bunny and emmy sakura and uh ty conti and a j and ruby yeah um i thought this was a fantastic match i thought it was just really it's it's i don't know how many weeks in a row i voted for a combination of these performers um and i don't know like even not in a row it's probably a lot of times that emmy sakura has come up in my favorite matches it's a lot of times that nyla rose has showed up in a lot of my favorite matches um i don't know what it is but this group of performers that doesn't seem to be getting enough tv time to me is just outperforming everything every week on these shows yes i can i definitely agree with you my favorite was 2.0 uh daniel garcia and the acclaimed versus the dark order I thought that was a pretty Brad match and I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching that. That's, it's an interesting dynamic when you put 2.0 and the acclaim together, because they seem to be like they're, I mean, I know they're heels, but they still feel like they're polar opposite heels in that sense. So having those two together, you know, I thought was really cool. And I just think I, Matt Lee puts me in tears every time he's on, on the stage. I mean, the dude just cracks me up. He reminds me he's of really like, funny. he reminds me of like a, cause you know, I'm from that area, upstate New York, Buffalo area. He's from Toronto. That whole area is basically like you just jump across the border to Toronto. It's almost like a, an extended yeah. Buffalo in a lot of sense. I feel like I'm at like the family reunion, listening to an, uh, like one of my <laughs> uncles yeah. talking shit. <laughs> and it's just, it kills me every time I watch it. So that match, I watched a lot. Uh, who did you think, Chris, who did you think your up and comer was? Who do you think the, uh, the person that's the least known was the best performer? So what I ended up with on that was Cameron Stewart. Oh, okay. Uh, it was, which match was that? It was the one he, Oh, he fought caster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was a really good match. Um, I was really impressed. He's that's that's super professional, good in ring. Like it's entertaining. It had everything. It checked all the boxes. Yeah, I would. I went with Carly Bravo, man. I think that 
I had Carly as a runner up at one point. I thought I think Carly is really, really good. And he and he and he also pairs well with Captain Sean D. And yeah. so I'd like to see him getting some good matches because I think he sets up his opponents well when when he does take the loss. And um and he you could tell he's got experience, and it would be nice to see him out in in the in the bigger arenas every once in a while, too. Tammy, who did you think? What did you think? Uh I know that I did uh Jaden Vallow and Steve Penna. I thought they I had, had both acrobatics well. and were lively. Mm-hmm. So I like their personalities with a mention to Kevin Matthews and also Carly Bravo. Nice. Okay. I the again, I'm glad I'm glad Ruby got the win. Uh, she needs to get more respect. Bottom line, she's probably the, one of the top five wrestlers, female wrestlers in AEW. <laughs> I don't know why they're underusing her and having her get pinned all the time. It just it makes no sense to me. So anyway. she, she's she's doing a really good job though of not losing her status and still elevating talent, even if she's losing a lot. Yeah. A lot of a lot of a lot of performers don't really necessarily have what whatever it is that people like about them, they don't have enough of it to keep them interested when they're losing. And she doesn't seem to be losing any momentum, I don't think. No, I don't think so at all. So they just need to use her more. They do need to use her more. So what do you think pushed the storyline, Tammy? I don't think much did, at least that I remembered. What I have is a real reach, but it's like something that's like you can see coming like way, way, way down the line, which is that they had that uh, Zach Clayton come out and win against Serpentico. Oh, yeah. Yes, that was his first win, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. And you you yeah. know what I mean? He's not an AEW signed talent. So to me, that means that's he's going, he's making his way into AEW further and will eventually have a storyline. So I'm only mentioning a pre, pre, pre storyline push right now because <laughs> that's all I really thought about is like, I can see the future with Zach's going to come in and it feels like Serpentico is your like, I mean, graduation into it you know yes i I was gonna say something that was less appropriate but yes (laughs) okay i'm glad you jumped in and i agree with tammy that was mine too so chris did you have anybody different for which question push the storyline so i so there was there was the continuation kind of team taz versus team dante if you yes that is very true um not and it's not really a storyline at this point it's just it's starting to determine it's 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 like a pattern now um but the other thing i had was ruby and nyla kind of also was sort of like a continuation yeah um they've had yeah, some feuds I mean, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of story push this week on the on the dark shows yeah i, I didn't well, i do want to ask chris a question if we were trying to figure out i thought that dante got the black mist uh blown in his face a while back and and Rafe didn't remember. Do you remember? I don't remember. Uh, but I think he that did. Happened? I don't I th- know. Okay, I'll I'll have to look it up then, or ask my heels ladies because I thought he did, and so that's why I was wondering like what this black mist is even meaning, if anything. But it should mean something. But if Dante got it blown in his face, I'm not so sure. Well, so we'll get back to that. And getting on to the black mist, I think I think um, Chris's theory that he came up with, it, it might be the, the right theory, where the black mist creates heels, and it just brings out that violence in people. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to join the House of Black. Well, I wish like they would just, drama it, it just, up a little bit more. Yeah. 
it just changes everyone. Maybe they don't necessarily end up going that specific direction, but they change, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's a stretch, but it's a long running gimmick that could prove very fruitful over and over again. Well, it makes sense. Cause so far what, what, what you just said has applied to everybody that it's been blown in their face. Dante is darker, but he's just not that dark. I mean, he's darker for Dante, you know? (laughs) So he's definitely coming out trying to be more vicious. He's, He's a little more aggressive. He did too. become a little bit of disloyal, you know, signing with someone, then changing their mind and, you know, all that. But that storyline might have been something else. And then Leo left and we'll never know what it was meant to be. But that's what I think, too. I think that was a uh, I think they had to uh, turn the corner on that and turn it around, because <laughs> I think once Leo was gone, they had nothing there. So they had to go somewhere with it. So they didn't have anybody to talk anymore. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's what happened there uh um so all right let's get on to dynamite oh dynamite who wants to start this one out go ahead chris you started out man <laughs> i mean number one we we open the scene and who's sitting squat-legged crisscross applesauce in the middle of the ring i mean that's literally the cm punk sit down right now right um, and i'm telling you i need that t-shirt so bad I think so, the shirt made the promo or whatever you call that dialogue. I, think, monologue. I, I don't know. I, what did you guys think about this whole segment? I thought it was cool, man. I, and I'll tell you why, because it's like, I think that we, I knew that they were going to stretch this to revolution. Number one, I knew they were going to do it. Sure. I just knew it. But to have this dog collar match, which is going to be totally epic. I thought was is is the is the best way to put a cherry on top of this. No matter which way it goes, it scares the shit out of MJF. He says zero the first time he's ever not said anything on television. Okay, which is a great setup for the brevity and the seriousness of the match. So I mean, it's got me psyched, but you know. That's, I, that's go ahead. I actually wrote down the part about MJF not talking for like the first time I wrote down MJF silent. And then I underlined it like three times yeah. in an exclamation mark. Cause it was like, he's really not going to talk. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I go, nah, he's going to come out at some point. That's what I kept saying. He's coming out. He's coming out. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's cool. He said nothing. Tammy, what's your thoughts on that? I felt like the mid shirt was the highlight of the whole thing for me. <laughs> To be honest, it was the shirt. Out of all the rivalry moments, this the shirt. <laughs> but I also, I've never seen a dog collar match because I'm so new to wrestling, so I'm excited to see that. It sounds so ridiculous. Right. It's that I'm it's, already laughing about. It's exactly how it sounds too. <laughs> I bet. Well, all I mean, of- I just like to me, this is so funny. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now the only thing that I know about I can't take it seriously at all, and I cannot. I know, and uh, what's his name? CM Punk's trying to be all hard, but it's hard to take when you're going to be. You're wearing a mid shirt, and you're talking about wrestling with dog (laughs) collars on. That I'm sorry, like I'm. I I respect this guy because he sells it. You know, he sells it. He's got the intense eyes. Yeah. The intense eyes, like I've I've dealt with that bro before in a bar when he's gotten all intense, you know, where the conversation shifts, you know, like like you do it well, like you're selling it well, but do you understand what you're wearing and what you're talking about doing? It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is gonna be fun. 
<laughs> so the only thing that I know about these dog collar matches is obviously uh, Piper in Portland was the one thing. So I kind of looked up the history of that. I know that CM Punk had one, but I can't remember who he had it against. And then MJF and Ethan Page had a dog collar match. <laughs> if and you want a really good one that you haven't named yet, um, mm. and unfortunately it has Cody Rhodes in it, but uh, the Cody Rhodes-Brody Lee match from when Brody Lee came in before he passed and stuff, uh, and that was when he got the TNT title originally. Mm-hmm. Um Man, it was a knockdown match, and it's fantastic. And the quality is obviously high because it's a newer show and it's on streaming and everything. Um, go back and watch that if you can. Yes. I can I can try to find the uh, what show number that would have been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll we'll, we'll research it. And we'll work. check it out. It's going to be cool. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's going to be cool. It's kind of a weird thing, but to me, because we're new to wrestling. But that is strange when you're new. It's really strange, but I like that. I and, like strange. Yeah, and Tammy's like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And I, and I and she's and I. What was my comment? And I go, "That's why you pay sixty bucks for Revolution for shit like that." Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, they're selling it, so they're giving you your money's worth. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely, of course, they have they've already taken my money. I mean, AEW's probably taking more money than I'd like them to take, but they're taking it. So <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> we're old we don't do shit so i think it's worth it <laughs> so that was a good promo so that sets up revolution and then after that the jurassic express has a three-way match which is, which is yeah i guess for my own for what i understand and maybe chris you can clarify there's going to be three sets of two in the ring at the same time or is there is that right? Is, is it is it a trios match or is it a three way tag team match? It's a three way tag. Okay, so depending on how they do the rules, it'll either be it should only be two guys most of the time, right? Two people uh, would be in, and then you can choose who you tag from the other team. I believe as long as it's not the other person of who's currently in the ring. But the more likely scenario is we'll have three of them on the outside, three of them on the inside, and there will be three people in the ring at once. Okay. All right. So maybe, but there's probably going to be a lot of chaos and nonsense. And if it's not a combination of those two things, it may just be they team somebody up with somebody else. Gotcha. 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 It's three teams. That's what it seems like. Well, well, I'll clarify it, but we, and we'll talk about it next week. But because we're going to be closer to that match next week, I have week. no recollection of this for some reason. Yeah. I didn't write anything down about it. So that's okay. We'll we'll get back to that. And then we moved on, and right after that was the Danielson versus Lee Moyarty match. Um, good match. Lee did great. I thought I thought he was selling well. I thought he put up a good fight. Um. I thought that, you know, Danielson's always technically great. So it's just like, you know, he will make anybody look pretty good regardless. Um, I think he's trying to, I don't know where he's going with this as far as, is he trying to recruit Lee by beating the shit out of him? Or it's like, I don't quite get this. <laughs> what did you think, Chris? What was your thoughts on that? Okay, uh, here's my perspective on what this scenario actually really is. Um, 
Brian Danielson cut that promo where he named a lot of these performers, right? Correct. And now he's got a match with one of them. Um, and it just happens to be coinciding with the Moxley story. In real life, he is elevating the talent. He's telling everybody he wants to elevate in promo mode, but he's do- already doing it. Right. Um, I think Moriarty was able to have a really good showing here. And um, I-, I think that was a good scenario to start this thing out. I think we're going to get one or two more of these before we see what happens between him and Mox. More than likely, because he, he named some other people he wants to bring in and do some stuff with. So, yeah. And yes. and Moriarty looked really good here. Danielson is always fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it didn't seem like a lame match. It wasn't a squash match. I thought it was I thought it was a good way to take this story for now. Right. Um, now, and then the stuff that happened at the end, we haven't talked about that yet. Not yet. But I wanted to get Tammy's take because Tammy said something very surprising when we were watching this match. And I oh, yeah? don't remember anything about what it is. You don't remember. You said something surprising. Yeah, you surprised me. You looked but at I me. But I didn't surprise me, so I don't remember it. You looked at me and you said, "I don't like Lee Moriarty." Yeah. What? Ooh, what is this breaking news? I love it. Shock. Yeah. Does anybody know why? Be. It is. <laughs> Look at Chris. No. Why? Yeah. She says she doesn't like him. I swear you talked about him before. before. She has a million oh, times. Oh, may have said something like that though at some point. What? But now you just don't like him flat out? I don't dislike, I don't dislike, I think he's a good wrestler and I'm glad he's part of the family, but if uh, him against someone else, he's too cheerful and pure. And I, I guess that's why. Yeah, she's just that's flat it. out. So all week I've been saying that I'm in an alternate timeline. Like something just feels like it's a little bit mixed up. And now this feels like one of those moments. <laughs> like I genuinely think something happened and now I'm in a different slight, like an only tiny little bit different timeline of what should have been occurring because you have talked about Moriarty before. I swear. I'm going to have to go back and watch every episode now. She has. Don't get me. I has. have said flattering things. I have said flattering things. Yes. And I don't think he's a bad wrestler and I'm not sorry that he's there. So I know it's confusing, but if I put him up against somebody else, he's not going to be my favorite. He's too cheerful. Okay. He's too happy. He's too cheerful. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's wrestling. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. You're, There's just you're something allowed to not like people. Pure about him that I just like, I really wanted Danielson to kick his ass a little bit more. Lee Moyarty. He did did a great job. Lee did a great job. I'm not saying he's not a good wrestler. That's not why I dislike him. I dislike him for his happiness all the time. I get it. I get it. It's just just too much. I think I think I don't think that match should have gone any longer, though, is kind of what I was getting at. Like I think I think he uh he got he took a he took a pretty decent whooping. Yeah, he did. Lee Moyarty, Tiger style, all caps, no spaces. Oh, that's the thing. That's what pissed me off. That's what put me over the line. Now, I am not saying all that fucking shit. That's what that you're thank you. That was it. That was the triggering moment where I was like, I'm done with Lee. Are you I'm sure? done hey, in this moment. Wait, wait. I'm gonna have to say all those words. Like, why are you working me like this? I I'm can't... not gonna say it. you're Lee Moriarty, and I'm not saying the dashes and the blanks and whatever. 
That I was said exactly that. it. I think I, Chris, this, this resolves it. This is what happened. It was the name, okay? And and Rafe likes to try to fuck with me and say, I'm saying the whole name, like he's better than me, right? And now I'm like, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to say anything past Lee. <laughs> Uh, I kept saying it. You know what? Sometimes I'm petty, world, okay? And I'm just being honest about it. It doesn't have to be a good reason for me not to like someone. I just don't. I kept saying it over and over. And she just kept getting pissed. Oh at my me. God. <laughs> <sighs> I said all caps, no spaces. <laughs> yep. But I consider him part of our family and I still accept him and love him, even if he isn't my favorite. <laughs> so, and I will always call him Lee Moriarty. Tiger style, all caps, no spaces. None of that. <laughs> Chris, talk about the ending. Talk about the mocks. What did what did he comes in? So I thought it was a great little segment, right? Right. He's like, he he had a really good, like the whole speech was good. Uh, and I don't even want to talk about him like this because I, I, I genuinely do think he's one of the greatest performers in the last decade and a half. But something about him, like the way he speaks, has just changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I think sometimes he's still stumbling trying to find like how he wants to say stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There was, there were some parts where it seemed like he was kind of forgetting what he was supposed to say or something. I don't know what it was, and I don't want to talk too shitty about it because I love the guy. Right. Um, I don't know what the deal is. You know what I mean? Maybe he just was coming off the cuff and that was that. Uh, I loved the, all the stuff that he said, though. Yeah. Um, I think the whole, you know, I I don't team with anybody unless I bleed with them for all that stuff. It was very on character. It was very, like, uh, entertaining. It was, um, it was enough to pull you in and make you go, wow, this is cool. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, like I said before about the match itself, I think it's a way to good. Uh, it's a good way to do the story for now because I don't think there's quite enough there yet to really have this like whatever's going to happen with them. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they've got to let it build a little bit and let it simmer. So I keep telling myself like, okay, it's not going to happen in one week on one show. It's it's going <laughs> to be like a build. It's going to um, be a build for sure. But other than that, like I think uh, it's a good direction for. And I right. love seeing Mox, man, regardless of whatever's going on. And he's he, he's in such good shape right now. I'm shocked. Everybody, I'm like, Jesus, this guy yeah. is shredded. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Now, my question is this. When he says, I don't wrestle unless I bleed with somebody, does that mean bleeding tagging or bleeding against one another? That's that's what I didn't get. Don't know. Don't know. I, I suppose it could go either way. What do you think, Tammy? Starting to figure that out myself. To me, that just see. Let's see. Is are you tag? Are you a tag team with someone, and then you go and kick someone else's ass, and you both are bleeding, beating someone else's ass, or are you beating their ass? I really don't know what he means by that. To me, if it was myself, which both of you have compared me to Moxley, <laughs> I don't know what to think, but whatever, I'm good with it. Um, <laughs> I-, I would say that we were going like. Either like to me, that would be like we are going to take care of business together. That way, I know I trust you, and that you'll put yourself on the line. But I don't know if that's how he take he what he means. And I and by the way, the um I really did love the match a lot. Actually, the the match previously, despite my personal opinions about long names and things like this, but um I did like that match a lot. I thought it was really good. So um mm-hmm. I do like where this is going. If they can keep the momentum 
Yeah, that's, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what the bleed thing means. I mean, we all have our theories. We'll see who's right. I'm, I would like to know. I want to know. Let's get would, this match, whatever the bleeding done. Let's bleed. Right. I like the fact that they put the twist in there that, you know, that uh, Danielson's afraid and he has fear because they've made him pretty fearless so far. So when Mox put the put the the questionable fear into Danielson's brain about is it just because you don't want to fight me? Right. I thought that that was a really cool element. Um, but I would really like to see those two together and not against one another. Uh, but that's me. So, but Chris, you I look think like we're going right to get it all. Yeah. Th that's the other thing, though. The speech leading into that, where he talks about their history and yeah. what's already happened. Like, obviously, he's saying, okay, we've already had these matches and I've lost every time. So then what is the bleed with me part if it's not a singles match? And if he, if he specifically phrased it as, mm. I don't tag with anybody unless I, whatever he means, first. Mm, that's true. So then they couldn't tag first either. That's true. So that's where it was like a little bit odd to me. Yeah, you throw my whole theory off now because you're right. At that little point, that little detail, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just, I really don't know what, that's what I meant. Like it was something was just, not right about the way it all tied together and the flow of everything. And it could be misinterpreted very easily. Easily, mm -hmm. easily. All right, Maybe so, that's on purpose. Maybe we're yes, all- I feel work. like it is by design. It is, but definitely by design. And so it, it, it's going to be cool going forward. And then after that, we had the Keith Lee promo. Keith Lee's awesome. We'll, you know, we'll talk about him after future matches. And then we got into uh, Caster versus Wardlow. We'll, we'll Tammy, what did you think of this match? Uh, I'm going to see, I'm going to, well, I mean, I'm going to read my notes, but I, I did like this. I, my, my first sentence was good battle. So I enjoyed it a lot. I thought Caster did really well. It was good to kind of see him a little bit more serious, you know, as a wrestler, instead of, to me, him and, uh, Bowen are like clowns, you know, they're just like court jesters a lot of times, yeah. which we know they're really good wrestling court jesters, but, um, I thought he did really good. Um, I put Bowen in, interjects and then uh, a, a caster a caster's about to try to cheat. Caster hits Wardlow with the chain. Caster can't lift Wardlow. That was funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he couldn't lift him to powerbomb him. That was so good. And Wardlow has a no problem powerbombing him. <laughs> uh, then Bowen attacks and then no Spears, you know, and then Spears comes late. So I don't know. I liked the. I actually liked it a lot, but you know, I you know when it comes to Wardlow, what we're all waiting for, and the whole Spears coming in late and trying to take credit is tired. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a little played out. Um, but again, I thought I thought it was like, I think Wardlow keeps getting more and more challenged, and they can kind of shows it shows Wardlow being able to do more things, going the distance, having having a little bit True. of. Uh, you know, he needs to get his cardio going. Not he's just not this power guy that's gonna wait a lot longer than I expected. You're way right. longer than I ever expected it to go. And I think it's good because it's setting up for these next matches because these next matches are all big fucking dudes, man. Like this is gonna be battle of the giants. I mean, look, you got Hobbs, you've got Keith Lee, and you got Wardlow so far facing off in these in these in the this ladder match, right? Isn't it a ladder match, right? 
Could you imagine these big dudes up a la- on a ladder? I mean, it's gonna be crazy. Face of the, face of the revolution ladder, ladder match is what they're calling it, right? Yeah, face of the revolution ladder match. The fact so, they're gonna have that many people in one ladder match too seems odd. It, it does. It's gonna be intense. Caster's a lot bigger than people realize, I think. So I, I even oh, though it's like an odd match, a lot of big guys in this. Yeah. yeah. He was he's just almost as big as Wardlow. He's a yeah. big dude. I mean, he really is. His dad was a ball player, played for the Jets. I mean, so he's a big guy. What did Chris give me your give me your take on this? The Caster Wardlow match. It was a good match. Um, it was like you would like you just said, Wardlow's doing these longer matches. It's good for him. It shows that he's got more in the tank. There's there's more that you can do there. Um but it wasn't like great. Yeah, I, I don't I don't feel like it was really that awesome. Um, I wouldn't watch it twice. Hmm. But okay. true. I like the fact that Warlow's doing his thing going longer. But again, this was and maybe this is why I actually feel that way, is because it was another Wardlow match, another Sean Spears thing, more of the same. I'm frustrated. I thought we were doing something with Wardlow, and it seems gone now, and it's pissing me off. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'm having a hard time getting invested at this point. We mm. need a petition going. That's right. Get a poll, poll on Twitter. We'll get a Twitter poll. We can get a hold of Tony Khan about this. Word like they it. seem to have completely dropped this angle at this point, except right at the very end, uh, after Spears hit the chair shots, there was, he was like looking for like a high five or something like that. I don't remember what it was. And he was like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That yeah. was it. And it's yeah. just like the same as we've seen before. Blah, 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 right? It, yeah, yeah. Pred- prediction. Everything's going to go down a revolution. I think so. Good for you this, that you have the hope this, to make predictions any longer. Is this right? now the third big show we're saying that about? Yeah. I think so. But we'll see. I could be wrong. All right. So then after that, we had Dr. Britt Baker with, with the dude from the Karate Kid. <laughs> I was really excited to see this. I don't know if you guys were or not. Do you guys watch Cobra Kai? No, we're, we're thinking about starting to watch it. Is it good? Oh, oh my God, I'm obsessed. When it okay, first came we're out, watching I was, it tonight. I have to watch this. Okay. Like, I literally will put on that, you know, that Cruel Summer song? Yeah. By, uh, yeah. Uh, shit. Uh, Banana Rama. Yeah, Banana Rama. Yeah. I will put on that song sometimes when I'm just hanging out and chilling by myself. I love that damn song so much. It's because of that stupid fucking movie. Anything they do is golden. <laughs> And to see Sensei Crease on AEW, I was incredibly excited. That's it. <laughs> so now we know That's the demographic, it. Tammy. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was funny to see him because he still used the same line from the original movie. So Well, he's doing that on the show now, too. Oh, okay. Like it's, it's super relevant at this point because that okay. show's actually doing really well. All right. All right. So now I understand. <laughs> okay. Cool. I thought it was cool to see him even without knowing all that. I thought it was fun. Man, you guys got to watch that show. Okay. We're starting we tonight. We're starting tonight. Even if you hate that part of the 80s, like watching it only makes you feel like you're that age in the 80s. It's I don't cool. hate that part of the 80s. I no, wish I, I could go back either. there. I love it. It's <laughs> it's such a nostalgic thing to watch and watch the show. Um, if you guys haven't watched the Karate Kid movies in a while, maybe binge those first okay and uh, then jump into the show because otherwise you might be a little confused okay uh, we should do that rafe all right all right so then after that the hangman adam page comes out and we have the big promo with with adam cole baby and he comes out 
Um, obviously setting up the revolution match that they're going to have. I like the fact that he called him the other Adam. You know, Adam Cole always talks some good shit. Of course, the sign in the background was absolutely hysterical that said Adam Cole has a dad bod, which had me in tears. Did he do the promo in front of that sign? Yes, he did. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was facing the hard camp, too, it was, right? It was. So that was hysterical. Um, I think There were some was, really good signs at this show. Oh, my God. Jericho wipes from back to front was absolutely my favorite sign I ever saw in my life. But that's that's we'll talk about that in the next match. <laughs> but, um, uh, this is going to be, I think it's going to be cool. I don't think it's going to be, I don't know if this one's going to be as epic as the last two Adam Page matches. Uh, I think Adam Cole's a really good wrestler, but I don't know how they're going to up the game on this anymore. I mean, I just don't, I think it's, could it be a longevity match? Could it be? Who knows? But obviously there's going to definitely be some interference with the Red Dragon. So the Red Dragon came in and, uh, you know, you know, w- when you weren't expecting it, Adam Cole was trying to show his respect. He walks out and then Red Dragon comes in and takes him out. Uh, Tammy, what's, what's your take on this? Who's the Red Dragon again? That's, 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 uh, it's, it's O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Oh, okay. I forgot that's what they called themselves. Yeah, it's a stupid name. Yeah, I just have the I have their names, Tyler and Bobby Fish, on here. Sorry. I like Bobby Fish, though. <laughs> I don't have a problem with anybody, and I don't have any real major thoughts on this. So I'll just let Chris take it from here. Go ahead, Chris. Cool. Um. Okay. I mean, I've seen these guys wrestle before, uh, quite a few times, actually. Who Adam Cole uh, and, and Adam Page? Adam Cole, yeah. okay. Yeah, they have a history, and you know that's kind of Cole was kind of alluding to some of that. Um, I think it'll be good. I just I don't think this is the right time for this particular feud. I think they should have saved this until the elite were like fully formed and really doing just getting back to kind of back when uh, the Bucks and Omega were running it. And it was just those three, and they were just every week. It was they were killing everybody. They had uh, Gallows and Anderson, I think, were with them too, or whatever they're called now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's they were right. going out from Impact and stuff. But um, yeah, I want to see the elite get kind of like heated up and like sort of on fire again. And then I want Kenny Omega to come back and have that stuff happen before Adam Cole really starts going at title runs, because I think that other stuff is really important. And I don't think the title run would have an impact. So honestly, I think – I don't think Cole's going to walk away with this. Um, I think this is going to be probably a loss. relatively short match, actually. Um, okay. I don't, I don't know what they're going to be able to put into this that hasn't already been done with Paige. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, they're they're it's like they're it seems like a lot of gimmick stuff early on for this guy in this this title right now. So my my opinion is I think they should have flipped the Archer Cole match. You know what I mean? So that the Texas Death match was actually the pay-per-view match. That's the way I well, would have done it. They could have stretched that to the pay-per-view anyway and then not introduce the Adam Cole thing yet and stretch this out more while everybody's getting back and we figure out what's happening with Kenny and all that stuff. Um, 
there's definitely a better way to go about doing this, I think, for for Hangman, regardless of what each individual version might be. I think there's just it could be better. His mm. run is like it's important. He deserves it. And it doesn't seem to have like the 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 legacy vibe. I know lack of better. Like it doesn't right. it doesn't feel like it's gonna be important later on. It seems um, like it seems like when when Omega had the belt, it was every every one of those title matches were important. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like everyone was. Everyone was everything was on the line. You didn't know what was going to happen. It seems like you know they did the, the couple uh, title matches and then they did that Texas death match match and i think that that for some reason some way took the took the wind out of the sails of things i think they should have saved that because that was so intense you know and he had an intense match before that so it's like how much more can they ratchet it up are they planning on ratcheting up are they just making this a title match to try to like smooth some stuff up until omega comes back and all etc etc i don't know What, what do you think tammy how did you feel I thought I already commented on that. Yeah, well, it's just kind of getting back at it. So, all right. Well, then I guess we'll just move on from that then. <laughs> but it's interesting. Anything else you want to say about anyone? Sorry. <laughs> no, I think I think um, I think it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Hopefully, it, it'll lead to like bigger and better. You know, you, all I think you said about this, Tammy, was who's Red Dragon? That's it. <laughs> I really think that's the only thing you said about this match. <laughs> about this match about about match? i thought it was a promo was a pro- i'm sorry the promo that don't slice and dice me there i meant to say promo no, I, I, i'm a little bit tipsy so i just need like i don't you can't mess me up on these okay so anyway let's uh let's uh press on <laughs> so the jericho hager versus ah no oh you didn't like this huh i'm so pissed about this story like the way they're doing it is just making me mad it makes the inner circle seem stupid i feel like i've wasted time being a fan like i don't like any of this um i don't think it's i don't think it's good for any of them either like it seems (laughs) at this point the only people that are looking okay are eddie kingston and kind of santana and ortiz kind of well other than that everybody's looking really stupid they won. Santana Ortiz won. Yeah, but okay. It doesn't solve anything for the inner circle. It doesn't solve anything for what happens next. It was it was like an unnecessary destination on a trip. Like, yeah, we could do that, or we could just go to the fucking next stop. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I thought it was an, you know, okay. So it was a match. I think the, the best part about that match was the dude holding the sign that said Jericho wipes from back to front. <laughs> so, Tammy, what's your thoughts? Uh, it was a major battle, but again, I, I feel the same way as Chris. I, I, and I think I've commented on all of this prior is that okay. I just feel like I don't know. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. It's just like out of all the groups of dudes, you feel like these dudes would be like handle things better with each other as bros, you know? And I don't feel like there's like a lot of brotherhood and going on here. Like people can grow and go their own way and it doesn't come to all this. Where in other factions, you could see, you know, how there'd be more like battles, but it feels like they were supposed to be like a little bit more cool and cool people don't act like 
like that. They like, I don't know. I hope it all comes around in a more positive way later, you know, and it comes back around, but it's always good to see Eddie, you know? So like, love that. So that was fun. It wasn't like, I didn't hate it, but it was, it felt like awkward and a little uncomfortable, like feels like they could handle this a different way. And I've said this several times, so I feel like I'm wasting time saying it again, but it was a pretty like major battle though. And it so, definitely it definitely sets up the Jericho Kingston match, which is going to happen. Which I don't want. I don't want that. Mm. Chris. So I, I do want to add this about the inner circle and how it fits their history. Um, back when MJF and Jericho were originally partnering up and MJF got brought into the inner circle and all that stuff in the beginning, um, the whole thing, I forget who it was. Was it MJF and Sammy that had to have a match or? And then it was Wardlow and Hager when they were all in there together. Um, so it fits the history of like the inner circle handles our problems in the ring. But I still don't think this particular match took that anywhere. I don't think there was a result here that could have said, okay, personal beef with Jericho and kind of Santana, sort of Ortiz, but more Eddie Kingston. It's, it's, it's a weird way to tie it all together. Hmm. yep so then after that we went into the bucks red dragon promo and adam cole saying hey man where were you guys you didn't help me honestly thinking that this is just setting up when omega comes back they're going to split the factions it's going to be cole and the red dragon and the bucks and kenny omega <clears throat> um but which one are you going to go adam yeah. shut up brandon yeah shut up brandon <laughs> So, and then after that, we got into the Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez match. That match was the no DQ. I thought this was really good. This was a really good match, man. I thought it was fun. They, 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 um, you know, they, they, it was the first time where I really saw the ladies go out into the crowd and start really beating each other. You know what I mean? And like Thunder Rosa jumps up on the, on the on the fence there and dives on martinez you know and she did i think she did a great job she smashed her in the head with that bud light can which i thought was excellent <laughs> i was like yeah that's great she grabbed that dude's beer can and just smashed that dude smashed her right in the head with it which i thought was awesome and then brought her back in the ring you know you know and i really thought she broke her damn neck when she came off that off of that that top turn when, when Mar Martinez flipped her over, I was like, Oh my God, Thunder Rosa just broke her friggin' neck, man. I was like, I can't believe she, she recovered from that. And then of course, TR, you know, gives her the pin. And then of course, Dr. Britt comes out and we've got the Cobra Kai tells her to finish her. They go up there and Mercedes Martinez is about to hit her. And then Jamie Hayter just takes that chick right out. So obviously we're setting it up. So the question is this, does Mercedes Martinez team him up with Thunder Rosa? I hope Chris. so. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, I that's exactly so. where they're going. In order to build the feud a little longer, they're going to end up doing a tag match. Um, and it's going to probably be Britain hater. And then uh, Rosa and Martinez and, you know, then you've got an extra how many weeks you can play with that. And then you do a big match. Um, I, I think this is the next logical step towards a uh, title run for Thunder Rosa. 
Right. But I think she's going to get the title title before that. And I think that it's going to be Brit and Hayter going after that. And that's my opinion because they're wrestling at Revolution for the belt. This pay-per-view. Yeah, but we still have this week. That's true. So, any more you want to talk about this match? Tammy? Well, I, all I have to say is my first note was that Chris is right about the fake fight. <laughs> That's <laughs> my first note. Okay. Even better with that fake fight. I mean, so... <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I don't have anything. I mean, we can't let him have a real lead pipe, right? True. No. You can only ask so much, I suppose. And, uh, I, I, then, it's just so badly done. It looks so bad. Yeah, it really does. It does look pretty bad. You need but, to add some foil or something on there. <laughs> but but overall, it was a fun match. And yeah, I enjoy, and Thunder I with a chair serving Beatrix Kiddo from the first beginning was cool. Yeah. You know? I think and she's I just... she better win, and she did. So I was glad about that. I love the aisle fighting. That was so fun. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, it was it was super entertaining match, man. I mean, that could have been a pay-per-view match, I think. I thought it was cool. I mean, uh, so, Chris, what'd you think? It was a little loose. Uh, a little loose, it but... It wasn't exactly, like, super tight. They didn't really... There was a lot of, like, small missteps. Nothing, like, super big that made anything look bad. It was just kind of some, uh, maybe a, a couple of timing issues at the most. And it was cool. Um, I, is this really the first match where it's been women that have gone out in the crowd? It's the first that I've seen. So I don't know if there has been in the past, but I have not seen too many of the ladies like deep in the crowd, like a, like a, right. And like, yeah, that. you're right. I think it, I think it very well may be the first time they've done that with specifically women performers. Um, and I mean, I always get concerned when anybody goes out in the crowd because you never know what's going to happen. And I've watched enough wrestling on various different networks and companies and everything else that sometimes stuff happens when they go out in the crowd and it's not always awesome. Um, <laughs> and, and people are shady and sketchy. So like anytime anybody goes out in the crowd, I'm nervous. Um, but this, this seemed like it was pretty well done as far as all that went. I thought the match was okay. It mm. didn't feel as brutal as it should have for some mm. reason. Maybe it was because I was so hung up on the fact that it was like a fake pipe and, and then I'm like looking for everything that's like they're being they're being nice and um yeah it seemed a, that that's what it was the timing and it was just a little bit careful in my opinion I don't think either one of these performers really super sold this thing they took some crazy bumps they did some wild shit but at the end of the day it wasn't like it does it it, it it wasn't like uh something I'm going to remember next year. You know what I'm saying? It's not something I'm going to go back and hear about a year from now. Nobody's really probably going to talk about this. Probably not, but it does set it up for the future. So that's going to be, that's still going to be pretty cool. I, I'd like to see the belt on Thunder Rosa at some point. So I hope that happens because I do yeah. think she deserves it. I think she's, you know, I think she's top, top three in the women. So in my opinion, so, um, and then after that, we had the House of Black promo, which those promos are always so cool. I mean, any predictions on who this person is going to be? I have one. Go, you want to go for it? Go, go, go. No, no, no. I, do you guys? Do you guys have any? I think it's Julia, I, maybe. But what do you have? I think Julia. Really? 
Yeah. All right. So I'm going to say it's definitely a guy. Okay. Uh, I almost want to say it's definitely a certain person. So there's this cat, Buddy Matthews, a.k.a. Buddy Murphy, a.k.a. Murphy, uh, maybe even a.k.a. Matthews. Um, He left the other company around the same time as Mr. Malachi did. Uh, They both had very similar release videos where it was the asylum vibe and all those things. Um, I really think it's going to be him and whatever his name's going to be and whatever, whatever his personality is going to be in this. I think he's a super logical choice. I think it's somebody they've been talking about signing since they were released, but because he was Australian or from New Zealand or whatever, there was like possibly some travel issues, some other stuff, even though he's been doing some indie stuff, really important indie stuff. A lot of people are paying attention to this cat. Um, I really hope it's him because okay. it's, it seemed very, it didn't seem like they were, I don't know. There wasn't enough for me to think it was Julia. Um, and there wasn't enough for me to think it was somebody from the current roster. Okay. All right. Now this guy, Matthew, buddy Matthews, would it, would his style fit in with, with, with absolutely. The Okay. Oh my, like as far as in-ring work style, absolutely. Yeah. So he'd be legendary with this team. Okay. Um, as far as his look, his previous look, the only thing that might work is his hair. Other than that, he'd have to go the, uh, you know, the Malachi, he had the, the, the Brody, they, they both kind of have like that super like uh, steampunk Viking. Is yeah. that a thing? Because that's yeah. what they remind me of. Um, <laughs> steampunk Viking. That's yeah, cool. but uh, he'd have to he'd have to change his vibe a little bit, but he would absolutely fit them as a partner with style and size and ability, and add a little bit of something to make it a little bit different. But he's still like, there's no question he belongs there. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think it would mesh excellently. Cool, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to say I always like those big reveals. I think they're exciting, so I'm I'm definitely down with that. <clears throat> so I want to say though before we move on, I'm excited for about whatever it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like even right. if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be happy. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, they set it up so well. They do the promo so well. It, it gets everybody fired up about it. So it's, love I love this promo. whole storyline. I love this team. I love these guys. I, this is fantastic. Exactly. So then after that, we had the Jay White promo running into to uh, Rampage. And then we got into the Sammy versus Darby match. Tammy, you start the Sammy versus Darby match. I know Sammy's your boy and you like Darby, so. Yeah, I mean, this was a win-win. I love these win-win matches. I can't be disappointed, but I like Sammy a little bit more than Darby. Oh. Um, I like Darby's vibe and, like, his persona, but I like Sammy's acrobatics more. Gotcha. Yeah. So, So, uh, I put Darby getting thrown around early on, uh, that ring. Wow. What, what was that fly? I don't know. What was, I don't even know what that means. Um, move Sammy just did. I guess that fly move. Was there a fly move? Oh, (laughs) flying move. They flew. Didn't somebody fly into the ring? They did. I'm sure they probably both did a few times. Yeah. Darby is test testing his flexibility of Sammy. Very interesting moves. Darby has good moves for Sammy, and the slapping is silly. Well, <laughs> when they're slapping, what did you think of uh, Andrade uh, breaking in? <clears throat> I wasn't done talking, Rafe. 
Well, Sammy is, uh, he's catching outside the ring. Catching? Something about a cutter? Is that a move? That's a yeah. Oh, yeah, the cutter. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Sammy about to, to um, we were late in the night, Darby. folks. Won't be easy. Andrade cheats and Sammy wins. That sucks because Sammy can win on his own. And Matt Hardy attacks, Andrade attacks, Sammy with the belts. So they weren't very exciting notes, you know? So I don't know. I thought it was fun. And then all this, like, I thought they were two fun people together. Again, it's not one of those matches, like Chris said, that I'm going to remember a year from now. But I thoroughly enjoyed watching both of them with their different styles with each other. And um, the whole Andrade thing didn't make sense because Sammy doesn't need that kind of help. It, like, I don't like when people help other people. So, Well, I don't think it was pertaining to that. I think that was just Andrade trying to beat the shit out of Darby. And it didn't matter True. who Dar Darby was wrestling. So Because he turned him down. He's not going to work for him. He's not going to work for him. So, Chris, yeah, he's what mad. else? What do you want to add on this one? I don't know. It was okay. Um, I've seen Darby and Sammy before a couple, couple times. Maybe. Okay. All right. Um, could have been better, honestly. I thought the ending was stupid. I thought the whole Andrade angle was dumb because I don't like the whole Darby. It's funny, but maybe not always in a good way. Like last week, it was was it last week where he did the yeah, whole finally I found your boss that whole bit that was great. Yeah. Um, but this was more like yeah, I could do without this part. There you go. There it is. And dynamite is done. All right. Well, Chris, did you come up with our. Before I was just going to say before we get into <laughs> rampage, before we get into rampage, we're going to do a quiz here. So we're, this is for Tammy. No, it's for both of you, man. It's okay. I want to see, if, I want to see if you know it too. All right. And then I have some quiz questions I looked up, but I, I, of course All right. I'll know the answer just because I have it, but. All right, and then we'll get into the rampage. Chris so, has a really specific. I have I have randomly selected three names of actual wrestling moves that have been performed and are still performed to this day. You are going to tell me which one is not real. Obviously, there's only one that can be wrong. Two of these are real answers. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. Good. So Tammy, Tammy, you will guess first. Rafe, you will go second. Here are the three names of potential wrestling moves that are either real or not real. The first one, Rolling Thunder. Rolling Thunder. Okay. The okay. second one, Switchblade Grenade. Okay. Number three, Frankensteiner. So Rolling Thunder, Switchblade Grenade, or Frankensteiner. Which one is fake? Tammy. I have no idea. I just, Ask and you shall receive. What was the Switchblade one? Switchblade Grenade. Uh, that's the Switchblade okay. Grenade. I, I want Frankensteiner to be real, even though it seems like they're least real. So in my hopes for my dreams, I'm going to go with the switch, Switchblade Grenade. Okay. Although that sounds very plausible. Okay. I, I think the fake move is the rolling thunder. Okay. You are both wrong. 
No. Actually, no, Tammy, you were correct. You said switchblade grenade, right? Yeah. Yes. You're correct. That is the ah! fake wrestling move of the week. That then is I, not a real thing. I absolutely need to see the Frankensteiner. I, <laughs> I know. It's 100,000% real. It was done by the Steiner brothers repeatedly, and that's why it got named the Frankensteiner. It was their thing, and now a bunch of people in all the wrestling promotions and companies do it. It's a well-known move. Um, the Roman I feel full of joy that I won and that Frankensteiner's real. I'm really proud of you. I was really going with the switchblade vibe, so I thought maybe it would throw you off. Like, wow, that's probably a move of somebody that we've just seen. I'm not going to say that one. You that's, did well. That's exactly. Rolling Thunder, Rolling Thunder is basically a little uh, forward flip. Oh, um, gotcha. And the Frankensteiner is, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, switchblade grenade. I thought that wow. sounded like the most badass wrestling move available. So I was like, if that's not a thing, it has to be. I Googled yes. it for like 20 minutes. It should be something. Trying to make sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's funny. That was great. You know, I, I really thought it sounded like a legit move. I just was being, this was like, li listen, people, if you're listening or watching or however you receive this, I want you to know. Telepathically. come true when you take a chance on not the status quo of what you think, but you just dream that a Frankensteiner's real move, and it can be, Okay. And that's our Disney ending. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. That was awesome. Yeah. I have anytime. some quiz questions here, but I'm afraid they're too easy. Okay. What do you got? They're all too easy. And Chris, you're going to know them all. I need to work hard. <laughs> I'm going to work hard this week on this. All right. No so what, do you want to save it to next week and then get into Rampage? Or do you want to save Yeah, it? let's do that because these are too easy. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll set you. We'll It'll set be it up like, who week. is the AEW first champion? You know, you know that, right, Chris? I sure do. Okay. See, <laughs> I got to work harder. But I love that move thing. Thank you so much. That was, that great. was awesome. That, that was, was awesome. All right. So now we get into Rampage. First match of the night is... Adam Cole versus 10. Yeah. Okay. I didn't quite get this. I don't know. And then Red Dragon comes out. I'm confused. I don't even want to take this. Tammy, what's your thoughts? Damn, Rafe, you didn't like this match very much, did you? No, nah, I really didn't. I was like, okay. You know, I, no, I, well, I, that's kind of how on, I felt on, about a on. lot of the matches. Hang this on. I will say yeah. this. I will say this. The only thing that I think I gained from this is the fact that we can witness Adam Cole being able to take down a larger opponent than him and sell it well. That's the only yeah. thing I took from this. They haven't really done that in AEW, have they? No. Not with him. No. Huh. That's what I took from this. I thought it was a strong wrestle for the both of them. Strong wrestle. <laughs> I love that. It was a strong wrestle. <laughs> it, was, it was a strong wrestle. And there was nothing standing out really so far. Um, but we know that Adam Cole is a, is a master and will win. <laughs> Ten should get his day to do the same. Yeah. People Tammy. Future dark order and let them win. They are good enough. And Adam getting thrown around like a rubber band man was really fun. Well, here's the thing that Great really finish for both. Right. So Tammy went on for like 10 minutes. Why has he got a mask? Why is he wearing a mask? I see him on Instagram all the time. 
He's got a big baby face. He's a he's a beautiful man, isn't he? he is. He's a pretty I had guy. no idea. I was watching uh, BTE one day, and uh, they had his face on there a bunch of times. He's like eating an apple or something in slow mo music, and I was like, "What is this?" Right. I was like, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, that's ten? Yeah. No way!" Like, yeah. who would have? So Tim was like, "I mean, it was literally like a, like a ten minute conversation through this match." I don't really get this. Luchadors never show their face. He's <laughs> like, "Why yeah, is he wearing?" I, I know what he looks like. It doesn't make sense. He doesn't look like that. I don't like the mask. He needs to take the mask off. <laughs> because luchadors, you're either in or you're out, man. I don't know what luchasaurus looks like. I mean, I kind of do, but I mean, not, not intentionally. And um, the thing is, it's like luchadors. I think weren't supposed to be parading around without their mask on, so you know what they look like. So it feels like his mask is meaningless when he wears it. Because we all know what he looks like. He doesn't try to hide or anything. Chris. I don't think that has anything to do with the wrestling. But, I mean, I'm just saying you brought it up. Because it it was a strong wrestle. It was. (laughs) It's a good wrestle. It was a strong wrestle. Strong wrestle. So go ahead, Chris. What was your thoughts on this one? Um, I actually, yeah, I didn't really see a point in this match other than what had previously happened with the whole, um, all this stuff going on with all these guys in the storyline now when, when uh, Dark Order came out to do the save for Paige. Right. That was the only way this kind of segued a little bit. Um, it was a good match, though. You were right. They had a good wrestle. Uh, Ten is an absolute beast. Right. Is, I mean, the mask, I think, is actually cool. Listen, and I'm I understand your point of view on him wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, luchador style. You don't necessarily have to follow Lucha to wear a mask in professional wrestling. Um, I love comic books and shit, and all those guys wear fucking masks. They don't have anybody that's like putting them. Mate, you don't have there's no tradition. You just you wear a mask because you don't want people to know who you are, right? Uh, so I get it. Um, maybe, maybe it's not important. Maybe it's not, maybe it has nothing to do with anything other than the dude wants to have a gimmick. And I like the mask. I think it's cool. It's very Bane to me. He's very like Bane in his right. appearance and the way yeah, he moves around and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think this was a necessary match. It wasn't bad though. So it's not like I could be like, oh, I didn't want to see that because it was cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I could have done with or without it. Yeah, and like I was saying earlier, I think it was a, a, a way to show that Adam Cole can uh, dismantle a larger opponent and use, yeah, his, and, use his style. And, and now that you mentioned that, that's, that's probably the first example, at least, that I can think of um, where, yeah, you're correct. They're, they need to have some larger opponents for him so he's not constantly just cruiserweight size, cruiserweight size. You right. Know, it's got to be bigger heavyweight guys. Um, and maybe and, that's a good direction to take his character because right now I don't think he's really reaching the status of like, I can take on anyone. Right. Like I can't imagine him trying to, to even remotely beating Keith Lee. Right. <laughs> nope. No, not a chance. I don't want to see that either. I no don't want Adam to see Cole to be anywhere near Keith Lee in a ring. Right. But still, you know what I mean? My mind is blown at this suggestion right now. I'm right. having a hard time processing that. Right, exactly. So, but you know, you have to show that because we have all these different wrestlers. Okay. It happens, you know, that I mean, look at all the giant dudes. And then you got like the smaller guys, they're gonna have to find ways to win if they want to be champions. 
So yeah. you have to make it plausible because in real life, there's no way in hell Adam Cole would even put a candle to 10 if they were in the streets. You know what I mean? Well, you could poke his eyeballs out. In the he'd have to outsmart him. He'd have to outsmart him. That's the only way he would beat him. He would never beat him with power. So that's really, that's really a big out. part of Cole's character, too, right. is his ability to find ways to make it work, even when size and power are not going to get it done. Um, and the fact that they're trying to build that a little bit makes sense, because how else is somebody like this going to fight Wardlow? How else is somebody going to like, like, he can't fight Hobbs like this. Right. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of big dudes on this roster. and They have to make him credible. Exactly. Absolutely. So then that brings us to the next match where powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante. Now this is a good example of Dante being able to hang with someone big because Absolutely. he got fucking thrown across the ring a bunch of times, still did a great job, did a tornado off the top rope, used his power, used the ropes to take out, take down the big man as much as possible. Now didn't win, but, it made this match plausible because Dante used his skill. But the thing that beat Dante was he didn't have enough experience. So I think that that's what they were trying to illustrate here. So was it a good match? Yeah, man. That was a fun one. That was a really fun match. Uh, super memorable? Nah, nah. I mean, the, the things that were the most memorable about it was Hobbs just chucking him and basically imitating Keith Lee, which is really, you know, and it seems like maybe they're just setting us up for something like that. But, you know, obviously I think more, I think Hobbs is going to be wrestling Keith Lee next. So that's, or I can't remember if it was Wardlow versus Keith Lee or if it's Hobbs versus Keith Lee, but either one of those things, it's going to be like, like a fucking, you know, uh, like a, a Godzilla versus King Kong type of thing. It's just going to be like these clash of the giants coming at each other. And it's going to be surreal. Tammy, what did you think of the Hobbs-Dante match? Read my notes. All Hobbs right. coming in hot. Dante is giving his all, jumping around like a squirrel. Great fight outside the ring right before Hobbs throws Dante in the ring in tents. What did you say? <laughs> what? what? Jumping around what? like a squirrel. What? What? I missed it. I completely missed it. Jumping around like a squirrel. Jumping around. Great fight outside the ring right before Hobbs throws Dante in the ring. Intense. Both wrestling well and using their strengths to their advantage. Both these guys are some of my faves. Hobbs wins. That's jumping around like a squirrel. Who Dante was? Yeah. <laughs> he was. <laughs> the squirrel. It's, it's true. Think about it. Oh. All right, Chris, go ahead. <laughs> See if you can follow that up. <laughs> I think uh, I think everything that needs to be said has been said. Um, we can move on from this. It was it wasn't memorable or anything. Oh God, <laughs> I'm never gonna look at Dante Martin the same. He's even got kind of like a squirrel expression on his face a lot of times too. <laughs> That's what it is. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to win. 
<laughs> Y'all ready to cosplay some squirrel over there? <laughs> oh, heavens to Betsy. Now, all right, so I'm a little off. I can't remember if the Jade promo was after this match. because now Yes, it was. Off. Okay. Jade, Jade looking, look, looking awesome in that outfit, I'll tell you. Oh, man. my God. The dollar bill sequin outfit. She was, was killing me, for. man. She was, man. She had green hair, too. Don't forget, remember that. Green right? hair and beautiful green sparkly eyeshadow. Right. She is she, a queen. She was killing it. I don't I mean, the promo was a little a little okay we don't uh, care what she has to say we love her outfits and her strength i like how she stepped up she said smell i smell like money <laughs> that's great but um but yeah obviously they're gonna set up and jade's gonna fight the bunny which i mean hopefully the bunny does some real nasty shit to her and like fucking you know because you know the bunny's crazy and i like the bunny so chris what did you think of that what did you think of that promo? Are you okay over there? Still I kinda, think still kind of recovering from the squirrel incident. That was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think Jade Jade probably still is working on what's gonna make her who she is. Right. Uh, I think the company is too. I don't think anybody really has a great. Here's our A to B right now. So they're they're playing with ideas. They're working the gimmicks. Um, she's gonna be she's gonna be great eventually. Yeah. And I can handle dealing with okay for now. Right. Because she's she's entertaining regardless. She is a money draw. Um, you know, there's there's rating statistics to show it. So yeah. A more of this, but uh maybe more focused. Gotcha. Nice. I think it's gonna be a fun match though, because Bunny's really good. And so uh, I think Bunny's gonna definitely give her a run for her money. Even if Bunny loses, Bunny's gonna hurt her. So you know what I mean, and and not like the real sense, but hurt her in the sense that gonna show expose some of her weaknesses because I think Bunny's very skilled. So, um, and I'm I'm looking forward to it too. So, and and you know, she she does get better every match. You know what I mean? Uh, she's not quite the level of the other ladies, but she's still she's getting there, man, and she's into it. So it's like it's gonna get better. And I think yeah, it's, so I'm, I like the pairing of, of the bunny versus Jade. So I think I'm looking forward to seeing that one. So then after that, we rolled into the uh, uh, Tammy's favorite wrestler of all time, Serena Deeb from Nova Oakton. Shout out to Nova. Nova. DMV, Home baby. girl. Home girl. Home girl. And she challenges the five minute rookie challenge with Angelica Risk. Love Angelica too. She's a, I believe she's a Mission Pro wrestler with along with Thunder Rosa. Thunder knows her well. I don't uh, know that she is actually. Uh, but whatever, she's related to Thunder. Thunder knows her, so um, she she was pretty good. But they I mean, know each other because they both work for okay. AEW. Anyway, they've certainly so, met. They've certainly met. Never mind. Sorry. Uh, let's kind of move on from this. Uh, I don't want to be jumping around like a squirrel. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's keep pressing on with this one serena just you know obviously just dismantles her and um i don't quite understand what they're doing with this um tammy what's your theory well i mean she's showing all the rookies like she's showing them like it's a five minute challenge the professor is teaching the new talent okay and seeing who can be her and if you can't then you need to go back and train more it's, okay. it's that simple 
So, and I love this match and I put, woo, I love Angelica too. Cause she's entertaining and fun. Um, and she's a good wrestler. She's great new talent. Uh, but Serena Deeb is one of my all time favorites. Cause she's fierce. She's fabulous. And she knows what the hell she's doing more than any of them. So I put, these are my notes. They're very short. Woohoo! Bye-bye, Angelica. Love Deep. Show it, girl. Tell it, girl. We are not on Deep's level. Drop the mic. I'm done. Chris, <laughs> give us your opinion on this. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a decent match. It was quite a bit longer, I think, than last week's segment with this. Sure. I like the five-minute challenge thing. Um, I do think she's elevating these these uh, lesser knowns with this stuff. I am also a fan of Angelica Risk. I thought uh, it was cool to see her on a real show. If right. you will, I feel like it's always been darker elevation for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I dug this. I just – so it – I'm not usually a big fan of, like, squash, squash, squash for, like, you know – people who are clearly just the best in the business. Um, it has to, it, there has to be something there, but with this gimmick, with this idea, the professor, this whole thing kind of works. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the longevity is on it. I don't know how long it'll be before people are like, okay, nobody gives a shit. You're obviously the best. If you're better than everybody here, then why are you still wrestling? Like you're done. You're done. You finished. Um, right. Yeah. But um. I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't hate this, but I certainly wasn't like, oh, this is great. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, we'll see how it develops. And uh, I'd like to see Serena get some bigger matches and get get in the mix of all of the all of the belt the belt action. That would be nice because I think she'll clean house going all the way up the ladder, uh, and sh- as she should. Uh, it wouldn't so, take long. It wouldn't take <laughs> long at all. All right. So you know, good things developing there with her so that's awesome so then after that we get into the the main event the jay white versus trent beretta now obviously these guys have wrestled a bunch of times before because and christopher seems to like the knife pervert which i need to understand that yes we we need your we need your guidance and education here we could not understand what this meant I was like, we were both like, I said, so then I say, so then what happens? Oh is my God. So, so they, 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 somebody, they talk about the knife pervert in the promo and I catch that and I write it down. I'm like, okay, the knife pervert, what the fuck is that? And then they start wrestling and some assholes got a knife pervert sign up <laughs> in their thing. I go, obviously. We need Chris to explain do. this all to us. And please. me and Tammy are looking at each other. I don't. I don't know what the explanation is on this, guys, for the record. What the fuck is a knife pervert? I was like, what? I, think, I hope it's not anything serious. You know what I mean? I hope it's all a gag that I'm just not aware of. Are you not aware of the history of knife pervert? No. We were I, counting I, I, that you would explain this to us. Now we're all confused. It, oh, my God. It means nothing to me, and I have not gone to look anything up about it. So my well, theory well, all is know it's a language translation issue. Perhaps. Yeah, because like if you try to translate words into other languages and, and, and vice versa, other languages don't always translate to English and vice versa. So if you're a knife enthusiast, which switchblade, you know, like it might be mistranslated in another country as knife pervert. And I wonder if somebody just <laughs> took that 
<laughs> took that and ran. He, he better make a shirt. That's all I got to say. Oh, that's a hell of a mistranslation, though. <laughs> it sure is. But those kind of trans mistranslations happen. I mean, I'm telling you from someone that has way. to translate sometimes things from ancient Sanskrit, which doesn't exist anymore, into English and Asian languages into English. Some things just do not translate. They just don't. Like there's no word for certain things in other countries Nobody, here. Nobody's and, making and for the AEW show that understands any of that. They did though. Someone had a sign. He was holding up a sign. Someone said, had a, a knife. Knife pervert. Knife pervert. Yeah, but that's I'm, what I'm saying. It wasn't like uh <laughs> it's a known thing somewhere. It was this was a regular I ninety-nine percent positive this was an American individual that only spoke English. <laughs> I, guess, like, I just don't I think understand I'm giving what it people means. too much credit then i don't know so i'm sure <laughs> that was a hell of an analysis well i might have got lost in translation i don't know man switch blade tonight right I swear, I'm gonna see my pants here in a minute. Oh my god, this is hilarious! I cannot even deal. Uh, okay, I'm gonna have a stroke on a podcast. <laughs> is anybody listening to this? Uh, thing? Because we okay. need some knife pervert guidance here. Can someone give us perspective on where this term came from? Okay, I have to Google this real oh quick. <laughs> So, now we're like looking for a background. I mean, and <laughs> then the gotta be a story here. Okay, so overall, the match. While Chris is well pad for this, I can't. We can't see it. We can't see it. Nope. What's the Jay same? White knife pervert T-shirt? I'm saying this is a thing. Oh my god! Why? My background is gone. Look at that magical, <laughs> oh. magical segue. So Hollywood. <laughs> There's something appearing though. It's coming forward. All of, I see the young bucks. Oh, there you are, knife pervert. We're talking about you. <laughs> knife pervert. Oh shit. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be looking at that in a few minutes. Let me tell you. Oh my goodness. What um, the hell is going? Okay. I don't but, right. but, but the way well, that let's talk about the match and then we'll reconvene on knife pervert next week. Exactly. So the match we will have the lore down. We will have the lore down. So the match basically. Uh, I mean, although if it's not kinky, it's not gonna be fun. Go ahead. I don't even know what to say here anymore. I mean, can we even get on the tracks again after we've been derailed like this? I mean, it's like... We're talking about Jay White versus Trent Beretta. It was an excellent <laughs> match. We need to talk about it, Chris. Oh, I was 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 I telling my story from my notes? I don't know what you were doing. I just said knife pervert, and that was it. <laughs> we were done. That was that because was the that's end my first everybody. note. He will forever be known as the knife pervert. That, this is the first thing I wrote down. This and then the literally. second thing was cool pants, Trent. Right. <laughs> Trent's great. So let's just A lot just of decent down. back and forth. And then um, somebody, oh, then White getting vicious. Good in technique. That really hurt his chances. 
hitting the floor hard, made a couple of good comeback moves, especially a kick. I think I must have been talking about Trent at this point because my my pen messes up, especially a kick to White outside the ring. So I think there was like a lot of good comebacks for Trent. There was. There was. I think it was a good back and forth. I thought the outside ring work was really yeah. fun. And I it was a, big a lot of fest. It was a hard hitting match. Like when Jay White won. The thing that I liked the most about the outside work with this was that Jay White was like slamming him against the ring, slamming him against the fence, slamming him against the ring, slamming him against the fence. And I thought that was really pretty cool on how they use the outside ring. I was impressed with the outside ring work a, a lot in this match. And um I mean, there was just no way Jay White was going to lose. They just kept, you know, running through his accolades of how great he was. So if he would have lost this match, it would have been like, what's the point? You it would have no respect for him after right? like, there he wins every title in New Japan and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how, how can this guy even freaking lose? Right. Like, and hold his head up and walk out the door. Like, it'll right. be the biggest humili- humiliation ever. So yeah. I was like, I think this dude's going to win because how could he lose and ever walk out and like hold his head up again? Yeah. And he did, but Trent gave him a run for his money. I like, I also like Ricky Starks calling uh, Orange Cassidy Oshkosh Bagosh. Because <laughs> he did. He said even though walking. anybody under 40 doesn't even know what the fuck Oshkosh Bagosh is. Who even knows? Go ask your kids, Chris. I know mine doesn't know what Oshkosh Bagosh is. Oh, I can guarantee you they don't. <laughs> That's Equally, I'm they still, glad there's still, still references. Pair of overalls many years ago, and that was the only pair that had any of that on it in our house ever right. since I remember being little. Right. So, Chris, after you know Tammy, and I can't even get her over ourselves on this match. What did you think? What's your What's your take on this? Uh, I'm super excited to see Jay White on AEW TV again. Uh, this was going to be my image last week, but unfortunately at the hotel, you know, I didn't want to set up my green screen and all that jazz. Right. So uh, I saved this one because I couldn't find, I, I, I couldn't pick one for this week from this match. Um, but Jay White, Trent Beretta feels very new Japan to me. Like their, their styles and everything going this, this, the route. I, I just loved Every second of it, but not to the point where I was like, this is better than their other matches. This is better than what I've seen in New Japan. This is better than what I've seen Jay White do elsewhere. This is better than what I've seen Trent do elsewhere. I feel like it could have been better, but it was really good. Yeah. I mean, it was great. It was great by cable TV standards. That's for sure. Yeah. I thought build up anyways, I think, yeah. to the, like the super good stuff. Yeah, that, that was good. I, I liked it too. I'm looking forward to seeing him wrestle and do more and wrestle in the other roster and AEW. I think it's going to be exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's great. He's, I mean, he knows, he knows how to do the outside ring work. He knows the inside ring work. He does a little bit of rope work. He's got yeah. some power. He's got, he's, he's like the, he's like the Swiss army knife of wrestling. You know what I mean? He's got it he's all. The switch blade he's the switchblade of wrestling. Oh, he's the knife pervert of wrestling is really. What so I was originally going to talk about how much of a big fan I am about switchblade. Right. And um, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about him now. Why? I don't know what this knife pervert thing is. And don't I worry like about I'm it. I'm sure it's not inappropriate. I'm like, Man, I'm not a big fan if I don't even know what this thing is, right? So now I've got to go do research 
and not pretend that I don't really like follow everything that happens in professional wrestling. Um, yeah, it sucks when you really think you know like a lot about somebody and you're like, what's this? <laughs> or how do, be I, how did I not have something this? new? Hopefully, it's cool. I don't know. Yeah, look at it as exciting new knowledge coming your I way. I feel like I feel like it it slid by me somehow, and now I don't feel you know like inside jokes when you're not a part of it. It's like. Uh, this is stupid. I don't yeah, we need to be on the inside of the joke. We depend on you to tell us the inside of the joke because we're so. I'm going to figure this one out. I promise you, I will figure this out, and we will all talk about it next week. All right, absolutely. Cool. So now we got we got next week, and I think Rampage is going back to the same old time, and then the week after right. that, week well, after it was so that, nice having an early one though, wasn't it? Was, it? it was. We but watch after, it the next day usually. Yeah, usually. Yep. So the then coffee. The cool part is not this week, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, Tammy and I will be there live. Oh, I totally forgot about that. We'll be at the Jacksonville show. We got our tickets. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that. I looked that up the other day and I was like, God damn it. I was, why couldn't we just have done our vacation a little bit later? I know. (laughs) You could have gotten in one of the Orlando uh, darks probably. Honestly, there's no way I would have had time to go to the show anyway. All right. But think about. this keeps happening to where like I'm near these shows after they've been through yep. or before. It's just the timing's always off. Eventually I'll be able to go to lots of shows and have fun. But until then, oh, I'll just, I'll you just have to remember there's TV. also River City Wrestling Con here in Jacksonville and you're only at eight hours from us. So you should five hours, five or six. But it's also other wrestlers. Like not way down too. Yeah. So but, uh, Malachi Black's going to be at our at that one. Yeah. You got to come down for that. So that that the other wrestlers we don't know. Let's wrap it up. We're gonna wrap this episode up. Y'all have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 